welcome to episode 156 of Flight Football and Anything Else. I'm Dave. I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? I ain't worth the shit that comes out of my asshole, Mike. Nice. Yeah. You know, descriptive. You know, yeah. Descriptive. You know, but, but hey, you're here. Yeah, I am. I mean, we're, we're a day later than normal. Um, I'm yeah. not going to put it in the fuck you segment, Eric, but you know, because he... He said he was just about ready to listen to the pot. I said, well, don't listen now. I said, it hasn't even been recorded yet. And he said, what? And I'm like, yeah. So in fairness, we announced and he said, oh, shit, I didn't even get to finish last week. So, but uh, at least this will give Eric something to listen to tomorrow. There you go. But hopefully we didn't lose our, but man, we let him know ahead of time. Oh, so if they drop uh, yeah. off, then they'll all be part of the You tried year. to let him know two weeks yeah. ahead of time and then really let him know a week ahead of time. Um, so, yeah. And then the next, the 18th, you know. If, unless life gets in the way, the 18th should go off recording and release as planned. Christmas and New Year's, I think we'll be able to release it as normal, but you and I got to sit down and see when we're going to record. But I think we can still release it Christmas Day, New Year's Day, but I doubt very much we're going to be recording on Sunday. But, no. the, I mean, the listeners no. don't really need to know when we're recording. But, right. But between you and I, off you know, off mic, so to speak, as, as the experts would say, yeah. we got to get together when and pick our... our Episode two and three of season four because one fifty six is the end of season three. One hundred and fifty straight fucking weeks. One hundred and fifty six straight fucking weeks. Yeah, it's like yeah. you said, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to reiterate because oh, yeah. I was like processing it a little bit. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's been a different day. Like we've done a Friday. I think we've even got one Tuesday in there. A lot of Saturdays early on. Saturday switched to Sundays. Yep. Today is a Monday. But it's been 156 just because of my OCD. Uh, speaking of that, before we kick it, kick off the pod with the beer, must run in the family, so we obviously get it from my mom. Because remember the fuck you I gave to Sherry M on Words with Friends yeah. because she snapped the 469-day streak? Yep. Well, that was chump change because my sister Caitlin... <gasps> Her and her friend. Now, this is a little bit different because the Sherry M's a total stranger. Right. And this, because apparently Snapchat is like words with friends. And if you snap back and forth yep. with one another, and the Snapchat is one of the mediums I don't even have on my phone. I did at right. one time. Right. But I never could figure out how to use that motherfucker, so I, ne- I stopped. <laughs> but her, and she'll correct me after she listens to this. But her and her young five friend, Aaron, not her husband, Aaron, but her friend, Aaron, that she's been friends with forever. Um, How many? Their Snapchat streak was like, I want to say, and this is three weeks ago, so we'll see if it's still continuing, is like 1596. Oi. So 1,596 <laughs> snaps in a row or yeah. back and forth yes. or days. 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 Oh. It's not. It doesn't go because I'm not no, a Snapchat no. person either. So it's not snaps. It's no. It, it's just like just like our words with friends. I play a word with gotcha. Sherry. She play a word, and then the yeah. next day, yeah, yeah. Right. so I thought my 469 was impressive. I'm she's following up to, the theme. She's now, up yeah. to 1500. Wow. But then she created a words with friends account. Her and I got a streak up to six, and then she didn't fucking play a word. <laughs> so I showed you where I rank compared to Aaron. But uh, all right. <laughs> anyway, enough of the streaks. Let's start episode 156 off, the last episode of season three. We've got a tasting from Rogue Ales in Newport, Oregon, which you've been when you've been on your West Coast swing. What we have is Gumbaroo, a West Coast IPA. 
6.8% ABV and 66 IBUs. All right. And we're going to both going on a not a big deal glass. I'm not going to read it because it's kind of long, but did you read the story of the Gumbaroo? Yeah, I didn't on the can because I can't read the print, but oh. it, the story on the can is in on tap. Gotcha. And it was about, in a nutshell, it was basically guys in the forest started a fire. Yeah. And as they were running away from the fire, they spilt their beer, and the beer put the fire out. There's another and, reason and to then, have beer close so, by. And, you know, and then I guess like a, also a public service, you know, because the forest fires out west. Right. You know, they don't want, you know, burning down. So maybe, yeah. and then it's got a, it's got the old, an angry Smokey the Bear, you know, oh, admittedly yeah, on sure. the can. For so. sure. Yeah. Uh, cheers, cheers. And only you can prevent forest fires. That's right. Like the notes. Yes. Very rich. Yeah. Wow. I would say the notes aren't even, they're not even IPA-ish. No. The flavor is. Oh, that's a, that's like a, yeah. not as bitter because we drank more, but that's like a tree for madness pine taste with the 66 IBUs. Yeah. I'm All right. Figure out what else is in this. I'll read it later. All right, as you're reading that, I'm going to get to our Mount Rushmore uh, last week was most captivating, whether for laugh, interest, cry, whatever, scenes. Uh, Nate, the big dog, called, and it was too much from the text, so he left me a voicemail. His four best scenes, the ending scene of Rounders when Matt Damon beat John Malkovic in a game of Texas Hold'em. And there's some banner back and forth, a little trash talking, and Matt Damon wins his money back. Sorry about any spoiler alerts, folks, but if you haven't seen these movies yet, you're out of luck. Uh, number three, he went with uh, the re-entry scene of Apollo 13. There's about five minutes of silence, and oh, Tom, yeah. Tom Hanks says, Hello, Houston, this is Odyssey. We're glad to see you. I, I don't think I've ever seen that movie because, you know, me and Tom yeah, yeah. Hanks don't get along. Right. Number three was Mickey's revenge scene from... For killing his mom, when he had, I guess in the uh, it's the movie uh, Snatched, didn't see it. I didn't see it either. But he said there's like a brass knuckle scene where he paid a guy brass knuckle and just beat the hell out of the guy who killed his mom. Sorry, Nate, if I butchered that scene, but I did not see the movie Snatched. I remember the previews and actually the the video cover of it. But and Nate's number one is the opening scene of It's a Wonderful Life when the angel says, "I owe everything to George." Bailey. Yeah. Nate's a big Christmas guy. Yeah. So, no, I like, I I enjoyed that one as well. Uh, spilling the nachos. Again, it's working out great. They they record on Tuesday. Release episode on Thursday. I start that and I get in yeah. to my uh, pods that way. Chuck McPeak, he's not a, he won't do Facebook. But he did send me, and he did send me the links to the clips. I won't play all the links to the clips, but his number four is uh, from Full Metal Jacket when the guy is in the bathroom and he kills oh. the sergeant or whatever, and right. then kills himself. His number three is when the doctor crosses over in Field of Dreams. Yep. Number two is Beers, the Shawshank Redemption scene. 
I didn't play. It's when the that scene right there when the cop is. It's a scene from Shawshank Redemption, and I've only seen that once. And then, um, the you can't handle the truth in no. a few good men. So. Yeah, good choice. It is a few good men, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It had a just a brain fart. I was like, that's not what that movie's called, is yeah. it? All right. And then our Facebook friends. Uh, Aaron Rift, shower scene in Psycho, You Can't Handle the Truth, Few Good Men, I'm King of the World in Titanic, and Rocky's training montage when he runs up the steps. And... That was one of my um, um, honorable mentions. All right. Yeah. Uh, Liz, It's a Wonderful Life, Every Time a Bell Rings, Die Hard, Welcome to the Party Pal, uh, Terms of Endearment, The Pain Med Scene, uh, Jaws Opening, and or You're Going to Need a Bigger Boat. And then that, honorable that mention. One, that her honorable yeah. mention is what's in the box. Yeah. My son, Justin, uh, number four, the church scene in Kingsman's Secret Service. Number, oh yeah. <laughs> number three, I'm not leaving Wolf of Wall Street. Number two, you want you want to hit me, Fight Club. And mm-hmm. then number one, what's in the box? Mike Kerchek. Man, Brad Pitt's in a lot of these. Yeah. Uh, Mike Kerchek, Uncle Bunk. Uncle Buck, principal scene. Tommy Boy, lighting model, cars on fire. Roy Munson doing tongue exercises, which I didn't even, I don't know. I said, well, I'm glad you included the pictures, Mike, because I didn't even know what he was referring to. There. I don't either, so, and I don't know if I want to see the pictures. Yeah, I didn't, so. And again, that one we didn't get as much activity on, simply because it takes more to type, more thought, but. Right. It, it, it was thought provoking, so, and I had fun with it. And like my brother-in-law Aaron said, that you almost have to go by genres. And like yeah. Jamie, Jamie, Wendy actually mentioned that when we did one of our earlier Mount Rushmore's about favorite songs or whatever. Yeah, because hey. some some went straight comedy, some yeah. went military, yeah. some went yeah. I got you. All right, what did you uh? Did you get a chance to watch anything this week? No. All right. I literally no. That's that's part of the reason why I'm not worth the shit that comes out of my asshole. So, all right, busy, busy, busy week. So, what we've watched this week, Yellowstone. Hopefully, Brian Adams is catch getting up to speed and is liking it. Uh, I know Eric from Tweaks Corner isn't caught up, so I won't, I won't give any current season spoilers. Liz and I have not watched yesterday's episode yet. But so far, the new season of Yellowstone is going good. And then every night, basically, we we turn on uh, A Christmas Carol, the George C. Scott version. Oh, yeah. And I have yet to make it past the end of The Ghost of Christmas Past. Because you I'm, fall asleep. Yeah, I fall asleep. So, but I, that's my favorite A Christmas Carol. Yeah. Is the one with George C. Scott. Uh-huh. And the scene where he walks and he's... Uh, uh, that could actually be one of my Mount Rushmore scenes. He says, he's the one, the one those two guys come up to him, hitting him up for a donation. He said, that started off with, you don't know us. And he says, nor do I wish to. <laughs> but it's actually that, I love that A Christmas Carol. Hence going to sleep with it every night. Have you seen Spirited? Oh, yeah. With, Thank okay. you. That, that yeah. is the other thing. And I, I think I mentioned that. You, yeah, you week. mentioned it yeah. last week, but I think perhaps it's just my man love for Ryan Reynolds. But, you know, if you can get past the fact that it's two hours, seven minutes, although it didn't seem like it. No. Get past the fact that 
you it, it is more of a musical than even you said it was. You said it was a musical, but I mean, there's a lot of musical oh, yeah. to it. Yeah, I think you sold it short. I okay. mean, worst case scenario, let's double our beer ratings instead of on a scale of five. Let's go ten. Yeah, absolute worst case scenario is a seven out of ten. Oh, I'm probably closer to an eight and a half. Mm-hmm. But again, I just I think Ryan Reynolds is fantastic yeah. in everything he does. Oh yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, so we did watch that. So that was good. And I'm not. I, I must just be a Will Ferrell Christmas guy. I don't really like, you know, I wasn't a Ron, legend of Ron Burgundy. I didn't really like Anchorman. Um, I loved him in a... Talladega? No, I didn't. No? Not, I didn't like that movie. My, uh, what was it? Wedding Crashers? Oh, yeah. Meat, Mom! Yeah. Meatloaf! Fuck! But that was more of a Saturday, because I liked the Saturday Night Live shit. Right. Just little little three minute skips here and there. Right. But and then I but I like him in Elf. I like him in. What about old school? Did you see him no, in old I don't school? Like, I don't like. You didn't that. like Frank no. the Tank? No, I don't. I don't oh, like him. In, come on. I didn't like Step Brothers more right. more because I hate John C. Riley more than I don't dislike <laughs> Will Ferrell. But um, all right, and here's where we're gonna before we rate the beer. This is what we're gonna close it on. What we've watched. Liz wouldn't watch it because she, she got too mad. But. If you're into it, I think Chuck will like it. Eric will like it. If you have Peacock Network, mm-hmm. or as Jim Cornette calls it, the cock, you've got to watch Casey Anthony, um, Where the Truth Lies. No. Because, you know, there's probably going to be a spoiler here, but, I mean, it's a real case that happened, what was it, 2005? It's a three-part. you got to invest a little bit of time because it's three episodes. They're about an hour and 25 minutes apiece. And obviously, they're going on on the – it's the defense team aspect. you know. Yeah. And then I had a, in my head, you know, 15 years ago, 17 years ago, when they're having that, she did it. You know, she killed her kid, Kaylee. If you're asking me right now if I who did it, I'm going to say she still did it because, but in this documentary, she, there's some interesting angles where you, you kind of scratch your head, but there's, there's a couple things. I'm going to, the spoiler, the third episode about midway through, you can't, I can't tell if this is a shoot or a work to steal from the wrestling injury industry, in injury, wrestling industry. I'm going to say it's a shoot. Okay. You know, because she should get a job with WWE. Probably wouldn't be WWE. She'd probably have to go AEW because Tony Khan would pay that money for the ratings. She's only 34, real small, so she might almost have to be a promo, uh, you know, a, somebody's manager, a heels manager. Yeah. Because she could cut a promo like no other, and it was just on cue. And, like, one of the things that really bothered me, that led me to say, you know what, this is still all hokey bullshit. She did it. Like one of her friends, you know, you know, I think she did it. And he lived with her for a while. You know, this 14, I think she did it. Yeah, you know, all the lies. You, you can't explain all the lies, blah, blah, blah. And then the, the person shooting the film says, well, did you know when um, people of sexual abuse, they do this? And then all of a sudden he's like, oh. like it was almost like acting 101. Oh, I never thought about it that way. <laughs> give me, give me five, give me five. And he, and it's like, oh, come on, that's bullshit. Oh, that's so now, what I was gonna ask you. Like, how much, how much of it was spun a certain way? Oh, it's all spun that she. But like I said, if you, if you take out, and then like, 
Because she's a bit of a smoke show. I'm going to give credit where it's due. Even at 34, she's a bit of a smoke show. 34? That's not that's prime. Oh, I know. But I'm just saying she was better looking oh. as a 19-year-old. Well, okay. But, you know, and, you know sure. that all that stress. But, you know, and then when the long hair is draped over her shoulder and then she flicks it back, it's almost like she was auditioning for something. So, but it is worth the watch, and there's there's some good, like, oh, maybe, yeah, why didn't they do that? Why didn't they do that? But, like, it's just, but it's it's well worth the watch, and you find yourself swearing at the TV because, oh, you you know, yeah, why didn't you do that? Oh, okay, now you're oh, covering that's up. Bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Oh, because, well, now the reason I did that was because of this, and like, oh, bullshit, that's not why you did it. So, whatever. But, very interesting watch. If you have the if you have Peacock Network and you need about four and a half hours, gotcha. In one setting or spread it out, you know, watch an episode a day or whatever. So yeah, cool. Yeah, I didn't um, didn't get in much viewing this week. I I think it's t- this is um this is an old school throwback IPA. I mean, it's, I think this is probably the closest tasting to the Tree for Madness that we had pre-pod. See, but I don't, my palate was was not adjusted in any way, shape, Ooh. or form to the Tree for Madness. So, I mean, I'm not, I don't have the same reactions that I had to oh, that. Oh, no, that's I mean, right. I was, but, yeah, we were like, but yeah. I get but that you think that's, dense, yeah. piney flavor with right. it. Right, a little dank. Yeah. Yeah. So, it could use a smidge more flavor. But it's a straight up IPA that you're drinking, and I'm going to go 370. And you went 385. So we're in the same ballpark. Yeah. For all the same reasons. I just, I really enjoyed it. And it's not, um, now that my palate, obviously, after a few years, is is enjoying the IPAs a lot better, uh, this does not have, I don't. I, I don't enjoy the dank piney if it lingers. You know what I mean? Right. If it just sits there and it just holds on and holds on and holds on. Um, this, you get it, and it's gone. Correct. All right, 7,000 folks that on tapped. Ah, they're, right, they're in the neighborhood of us. We actually liked it a little better than they did. They come in at 3.64. Hey, I've got a question for everybody. Have you ever had a craving for a home-cooked meal over an open flame prepared by somebody who really knows what they're doing, made with the freshest local farm-to-table ingredients? And to make it even better, to be able to wash it down with your favorite craft beer brewed on site? Then to top it all off, to have this amazing meal in a warm, friendly atmosphere? Well, next time you have that craving, go to the Maple Grill. Right when you walk in, you'll know you're in the right place with the smell of the open grill and the generous selection of craft brews on tap. All you have to do is get yourself, family, and friends to 13105 Gratiot Road in Hemlock, Michigan. It's always a good idea before leaving the house or work to be sure to check out the daily menu posted on their website, themaplegrill.net. Themaplegrill, G-R-I-L-L-E.net. All right, Dave. Well, that being said, tis the season. So our second tasting is from Evil Twin Brewing Company uh, in Brooklyn, New York. Remember way back when when I struggled so much with brewery and brewery. brewing? Brewery, yeah. 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 So yeah. 
But hey, three years will do yeah, that. One hundred fifty-six episodes, you learn shit. Ecclesiastes. <laughs> who can ever, who can ever forget that? <laughs> and that wasn't even rehearsed. That just came, that, Ecclesiastes. Boom, right off the drop. But when when up when the yeah. fucking spotlight was on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had a Have you ever had a problem with pressure to perform? Oh, all the time. Okay. So, so anyway, but like I said, tis the season. So what we have is a an imperial stout. Even more Jesus comes in at a episode high 12%, 75 IBUs. So without further ado, I've got a good feeling this is going to be kicking me in my ass. Yeah, and I mean, we both have to work tomorrow, so I don't even have a, I don't even have a drinking advantage over you today. That's right. All right, we'll crack that fucker. Oh. And you're going out of the... What's it? Ocavango. Ocavango. And I'm going out of the good life from Bend, Oregon. Because your brother-in-law was just in town this week. So Correct. I'm drinking out of... And this there is, you go. This is, mo- this is... 40 weight. Yes. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, like the notes. Yes. <clears throat> oh, Jesus, that's good. Yeah, very good. Oh, and then there's the 12% yeah, on the, the finish. The, the 12% <laughs> on the finish, but I, see now, again, and we've talked to uh, um, the Maple Grill, Len, right? Yeah. And um, so we talked to Lynn about it. We've talked to the guys from Austin Brothers. We even talked to, um, oh, Criminy. Yeah. Um, And we did the interview with them. Ben? Ben. Yeah. From, yeah, from uh, Baines. Baines. Yeah. And could we can, we weren't, you and I, as novices, always like IBUs, IBUs, International Bitterness Units. The first one. Gumbaroo was 66. Yeah. This one here is 75. And the first one was way more bitter than this. I, I get oh, one's an sure. IPA, right. one's a stout, but if it's international bitterness units, this is not bitter at all. But it's got a 75 IBU. So I'm absolutely baffled about the IBU. And like Len even told us, he said, you know, yeah. Len and the one guy, uh, what was the guy's name that we did the tasting with? It was me, you, Don. and Don. Yeah, Don. And Don even said something to the effect, of, well, sometimes if you don't know, you either you don't just leave it off or it's like you know, you use a different scale, this, that, or the other, whatever. I, but think, anyways, I think I do remember him saying yeah. there's a couple different scales, right. even though it all kind of fits together. Yeah, so it's just a, it's kind of like um, not um, in the eye of the beholder, but in the buds of the taster. Sure. Oh, hey. Oh, we're going to. patent that. Yeah, that'll go on a T-shirt. Um, well, not until Jamie makes up the t-shirts I've requested. She hasn't made those yet? No. Oh, man. She likes me a lot better than yeah, you. Yeah, she does. <laughs> Bitch. Um, all right. So, anyway, before we get into our normal segment, too, it finally happened, Dave. It finally happened. Yeah. Yeah. What, oh, what happened? Yeah, I, I said, say, yeah. Okay. The yeah right. was like, all yeah. Right. Fair yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Math guy here. I'm going to say... 2021 for sure. You know, it's even gone back to that, back further than that. But I'm just going to count 2021, and I'm going to take off four months of 2022 because of my knee replacement. Right. But 
52 weeks a year, walk Ruby three times a week. Our walk that we typically take, not every time, sometimes it's longer, most of it's very, very few times is it shorter. Sometimes, you know, but according to my phone, the, our traditional route is 2.75 miles. Okay. So 156, uh, 156 trips a year at 2.75 miles is 429 miles. Cut that in half because, like I said, I didn't walk January, February, March. So that's 200, uh, 214, 429, and 214, 643. Let's round up to 650 miles. And I know I did some walking in 2020, but we're not even going to count it. So it's 650 miles it's going to happen. It was bound to happen. Yeah, you sharded yourself. No. Oh. Uh, same same mindset, though. Okay. Friday, we're walking. We're walking down the back of the rail trail. And I'm saying, oh, fuck, I have to piss. I got to piss. There's, oh, there's no. And it's just like, all right. And it's to the point where it wasn't so dark where, I, you know, I couldn't see anybody. Right. But it wasn't light where somebody would be able to pick out exactly what I'm doing. Right. So I'm on the rail trail. I get past, if, as I'm heading north, I get past that last house, but before the curve where the bench is. And I yeah. just find I finally said fuck it I got you know and I, I I pulled over and pissed yeah and six foot leash oddly enough six feet away from me Ruby squats to pee too <laughs> which is weird just people are like well why is that weird <laughs> but what's weird about it is she shits all the time sometimes droplets at a time just because she's gets a kick out of me picking up picking shit in up, a bag yeah. right but she. I bet you in all the walks we've done, yeah. that wasn't even the fifth time she's peed. Oh. She never, ever pees, yet it, I hate to give animals too much credit, but a lot of times when we're done with our walk, I drop the leash, I go to the bathroom, and then she's sitting waiting by the door, I open the door, and then she pees right away. Oh. So I don't know if she... Yeah. I don't know if a dog can get on the same pee schedule as the human or what, but... <laughs> But it was weird. But anyway, yeah, so I, it was just like, you know, I mean, I could have pulled it off because it was dark enough where I could have just pissed my pants. But then that makes for a mess when you get home. Sure. And I wasn't going to piss because it was early enough. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to piss on Miller Road. So it was like, all right, yeah. it's just before the turn. So it's now or never. So I either, right. I either piss here or I'm pissing my pants because there's right. no way I'm making yeah. it home. Billy Madison <laughs> says it's the coolest. That's right. Yeah. So... But yeah, so you know, six hundred and fifty miles, it was bound to happen. Sure, I, I would agree with that. It, it was, and actually, I, it should have happened probably before that. So kudos to you. Thank you. Yeah. And now that you say that out, not you. Now that I say that out loud, six hundred and fifty miles. So essentially, I don't think the walk's that big of a deal. It takes fifty minutes to an hour, depending on how long her and I sit at the bench. Right. I don't sit because of poor cardio, even though my fat ass is out of shape. I sit because my my calf is just blown up, so I got to sit down and I got to massage it, right? And then I yeah. get home for the rest of the walk. But she's um, but six hundred and fifty miles. That's essentially Ruby and I have essentially walked to the Mackinac Bridge, walked back, actually, and made it back to the Mackinac Bridge, right? With some miles to spare. That's pretty cool. It's 
And I, yeah, I, I know there are people out there that oh, what are you talking about? I run 10 miles a day every day. Well, okay, yeah, great. Then you've went to the Mackinac Bridge more times than me. But when you when you take that one daily walk with the, your dog, right? you don't think, it's like, okay, it's 50 minutes, no big deal. But when you add it up, it's like, holy shit, we've walked to the Mackinac Bridge yeah. and back and back to the Mackinac Bridge. Right. All right. So, segment two, sports segment. No, we have the uh, the Ovi watch. I'm getting a little uh, tired, if you want to know the truth. Yeah. Because all these other high flutant, you yeah. know, sites yeah, and everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. they have the eight the the race to eight hundred. Well, the eight hundred is not no good. I mean, Gretzky's got eight ninety four. Howell's got eight hundred one. He's going to be the third to be eight hundred. That's not the race. Big deal. Two guys have got to eight hundred before. You know, so it's the Ovi watch. We're tracking this fucker. We we will officially have been the first to do the tracking. Yeah, Alexander I would Ovechkin's. agree. I would, I would agree, yep. except for maybe his family. Right. Well, yeah. yeah, his family. But his family probably doesn't have a podcast covered. No, either. I doubt it. Yeah. So, all right. This week they played Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and last night. The Caps are on a four-game heater. Monday they won three to two. Ovi didn't score a goal. And here's what's weird about this week's efforts. Wednesday they won four to one against my beloved Flyers, and Ovi had two empty netters. Friday, they won four to one. He had an empty netter. Yesterday they won five to two. His fourth goal of the week, you guessed it, an empty netter. So this week he had four empty net goals. Hey, they all count. Rules yeah, and rules. Yeah, yeah, sure. He had four goals this week. He's got 17 for the season, 797 for the career, or 97 to tie. Now, everybody's thinking, oh, man, if he's got that many empty net goals, doesn't that kind of taint, taint it? Well, he's going to end up with more, obviously. But for his career now, yeah, <clears throat> he has 53 empty net goals. Okay. Gretzky, of his 894... Gretzky had 56 empty net goals. Gotcha. So obviously you, you would think in, in the next 97 goals to tie Gretzky, he's Ovi's get probably three. Oh, yeah, Ovi's gonna get more than three. So he'll have more empty net goals than Gretzky, but still Gretzky had 56 empty netters. So yeah. anyway, you know, that's what it is what it is. I, and I'm glad you came up with that stat, because when you originally saying that, I was like, well, oh, that does kind of taint it just a little bit, but and I thought that was a lot, and especially four in a week. I'm like, well, that, you know what? I want to see that because if you know if, if Ovechkin's got 53 and Gretzky had two, then you're like, well, wait a second. You yeah, know, the asterisk. The game is yeah. different and everything, but yeah, hey, yeah, Gretzky yeah. had 56 of them himself. So, right. all right. So now on to the NCA, and um, yeah, Division Two. Yeah, Ferris. Yeah, one. They're making the. Uh, the trip to the championship next week. Nice to uh, defend their title because they won. They won it last year, right? Yeah, they did. Okay, yeah. so yeah, they, they've got a chance mm-hmm. to defend their title Absolutely. against Colorado School of Mines. That's M I N E S. It's not mine. It would be a much a much more interesting game if they were playing the School of Mines. You'd have a quarterback back there, no football. Yeah. Pretending to throw to somebody and somebody's going to pretend to catch. Now they'll have to do it without their leading wide receiver, though, because the the Division Two went to the films and the Ferris leading wide receiver went all Michigan State on a guy from Grand Valley and really? hit him with his helmet. <laughs> really? so, so he's got he gone. 
<laughs> so, yeah, so, hey, you know, but hey, you probably a little trash talk. Grand Valley beat yeah. Ferris to knock him out of the number one seed. Ferris went, you know, to Grand Valley in the quarterfinals of the playoffs, knocked them out, and the guy. For good measure. <laughs> for good, good measure, took it in his helmet with him. Jeez. Yeah. So, yeah. that is, oh, even more Jesus is special this time of year. Yeah, right. But yeah, on the finish, that that twelve percent is like hello. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Right. There we go. There we go, Dave. I was waiting right. for something. All right, this is a little different. I got to keep you on your toes all the time. All right. All right. So where did the kids at Happy Days, Happy Days, Happy Days hang out? At Arnold's. Okay. Yeah. So now name the two. Owners slash cooks. The first one was Arnold, and he was replaced by. Oh shit! I don't think I'm gonna get it. I'm pretty sure I'm not gonna get it. Uh, the, the Asian op- guy. No, no. Arnold was Arnold the Asian, was the Asian yeah. guy. Okay, yeah. So I'm definitely probably not gonna get it now. Yeah, I'm. I'm out. The, the heavy white guy with the big nose. Yeah. Um. Tom. Al. <laughs> oh, I, you know what? I was going to say Al, and then I'm like, no, that's Al's Diner. And then I'm like, you know, that's Kiss My Grits. That's a whole different thing. All right, well, now that you fucking spoiled that, oh, so shit, I, I'm going gonna, gonna to give you, <laughs> I was going to say, what sitcom would you have found Ver, uh, Vera, Flo, and Mel? Really? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Al's Diner. All right. Kiss my well, no, no, no. What? That's it, it was Oh no, it's it's uh the oh uh Valerie uh shit. Yeah, what is the name of that sitcom? It's her name, not Al's Diner. They were at Al's Diner. No, the, I just told you the guy's name that was in it. Yeah, Al was the Not Al. Rhymes with Al. You told me? Well, I was too busy thinking about something else when you said something. Oh, because then you said kiss my... Mel's Diner. Mel's Diner. Mel's yeah, Diner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But it, that wasn't the name of the show. No. They, they worked... Vera and Flo, yeah, Flo were waitresses that worked at Mel's Diner, who was the cook. Right. But and the, the name other of the sitcom waitress was... the other waitress. Oh, uh, there was a lot of... There was... Alice. A, yes. There yes, you go. Alice. Boy, I tell you what. I had, as a kid, <laughs> I got some usage out of that sitcom, if you know what I mean. <laughs> That's yeah. I, I, know, I always had to start. I know what you mean, but I, I don't want to think about. I always it. had to start with Flo just to Come be, on, just to earn up. my just to earn my stripes, buddy. So uh, oh, you're so sick. all right. You're now, sick and wrong. All right, here's the one for all the listeners. And hey, I have gotten so many things wrong. I have said so many misleading, unfounded, no factual basis. Errors. That's why we have the corrections corner. I have no reason to lie to anybody. This right here is the chart. You see it already yep, written down. I do. I came up with this question. I said, well, I want to see if I know the questions first. And I wrote these down without any help from Google or anything. Okay. And this just shows you how what right. a worthless information my mind yeah. captures. Right. All right. So you're familiar with the Brady Bunch, right? I am. And you remember how it was the Hollywood Squares floor? Yep. Here's a story. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no look. way. All right. I'm not even oh. going to ask you the position they're in. I just want to know the the character, the oh. actor or actress who played the character. 
Yeah, I'm not gonna. Can you give me any? Come on, you got to give me. Just give me some. There. So, the um, perfect answer would be nine for nine. I mean, I'm no. I here's the thing. I, yeah, I didn't care. I know. I oh. I did. I could tell you most of the characters, but I couldn't tell you who played. Um, oh, it's been so long since I've even thought about it. I think Peter. I think at one point he was in the news quite a bit, and so was Greg for this reason or that reason. Well, Greg or... was normally in the news for fucking Carol. <laughs> That's in real life. Yeah, 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 so. yeah. Yeah, um, yeah no. Uh, psh, I'm, I'm getting all kinds of names. Okay, who was Carol? My... Uh, not it wasn't Channing or no, no it wasn't her last name Channing I wasn't no. saying like Channing Tatum or anything but uh you know what I got are my, you are you really over nine <laughs> I'm I'm I think I'm gonna be over nine because I don't I should know Carol to be honest with you now that yes. you say that but I'm not gonna because here's the problem the first name that popped into my head Suzette Summers from Three's, Three's Company, Company right but I that's not her. And who that she was uh, Chrissy. Yeah. Uh, John Ritter was Jack. Jack. Norman Fell. Or no, not Norman. Well, who was Roper? Was it Norman Fell? I believe it was. And then yeah, Joyce yeah, yeah. DeWitt. That Joyce DeWitt, I always had the. Uh, <laughs> After I got done watching Alice and, you know, threw one in the dirt <laughs> and I was ready to go for the long haul, it was Joyce DeWitt. Oh All right. God, so anyway, Mike. listeners. If you're out there, did you have your own remote? Well, no, because you had to get up and okay. actually manually. Did you have turn your own it. TV? Yes. Okay, good. All right, so, all right, and listeners, I got. I was nine for nine. Drop of a hat. The only one that I could be called out on is I always mix up Bobby and Peter. But here we go for all of you Brady Bunch fans out there. In the upper left hand corner of the Hollywood Square was Maureen McCormick, Marcia. In the middle left. I'm sorry, the the left side middle was Eve Plum, Jan. Bottom left was Susan Olson, Cindy. Go to the, the boy side of the family. Upper right was Barry Knight, Greg. Uh, right middle was Christopher Knight, Peter. And right bottom was Mike Lookingland, Lookingland Bobby. Now, I never really fact-checked myself on the Google Mike Lookingland might be Peter, Christopher Knight might be Bobby, but I'm going to stick with my original answer. But I always fucking flip those two around. Mike was Robert Reed. Florence Henderson was Carol. Florence, yeah. Oh, and Ann B. Davis as Alice. <laughs> <laughs> used to, I don't say, used to give me a lot of oh mileage out of Alice. That little <laughs> blue dress. Oh, my God. oh yeah. You got, she had the bigger, the biggest rack of the bunch. <laughs> you got some. You got some issues. But then when Wheezy stepped in, oh, it was lights oh, out, buddy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So, anyway, back to sports. I thought you would get at least – I thought you would get at least – Florence Henderson, yeah. I should have gotten that one for sure. Yeah, I don't know why I remember that. When they're all looking at each other, Hollywood Square, here's a story of a lovely lady. Because you were just wishing you could be in the yeah. house with them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, all right. So, it's, we, we started with the – Ferris, yeah, and now um, really nothing else happened in the USC, in the USC, yeah, in college football other than USC quarterback Caleb Williams won the Heisman, and now the USC Trojans have the most ever Heisman winners. Who um, cares? 
That was exactly. Yeah. But and there was one other game that I kind of made fun of last week, and I never did find the score because I did not watch it. Oh, Army yeah. Navy. Yeah. I just and again I just well, again, I didn't I, watch and it. You, so. And people are saying, well, wait a second, Mike. You mean to tell me you fucking watch Ferris beat um West Florida or Western Florida or whatever it was, and you complain about the level of football in Army Navy when fucking Ferris in West Florida couldn't beat either Army or Navy, you hypocritical son of a bitch. Whoa, whoa, I'd say, whoa, beep, 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 back it up, buddy. <laughs> I didn't say Army Navy wasn't better than Ferris. Right. My oldest son didn't graduate from Army Navy. My youngest son isn't currently at Army Navy. No, I know they don't play for Army or Ferris football, but one's a graduate of and one's attending there. Yeah. And I just wanted to see if the big, because the big fella usually has a knack for getting on the Jumbotron or the camera when the, I don't know if they do it on purpose, but he normally, when, when Nick is at games, they were on the Jumbotron in um, Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah, they went to the Suns game, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, he made the Jumbotron when we went to Orlando. Yeah. And, you know, he, he's always on the – so I said, you know, hey, it's on ESPN+. Plus. Well, he got on the, the Jumbotron when we were in uh, um, Orlando. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, you said Phoenix. Yeah. Well, Phoenix was first. Oh, Phoenix, you weren't uh, – that was nah, me. Yeah. That was Okay, that was Lawton, Nick. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, anyway. Um, yeah, so – and I just figured I'd turn it on ESPN Plus and see him. And I, so I texted him. He said, no, nah, nah, Max had homework and I didn't want to go alone. I'm like, all right, well, Ferris is way ahead, blah, blah, blah. Did they get on the Jumbotron in uh, Houston when they went to that? Um... No, but I think he, they, we did in Tampa, didn't we? Because it wasn't, I don't think you would. No, for spring break, didn't they go to a, we went downtown. You, Josh, and I sat in a restaurant while the boys went to a. That was Houston. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Houston. Yeah. Phoenix. And Orlando, I think. Ah, the, you, well, yeah, well, so you're validating your then, point. And then he's been, you know, he's been to two tr- spirit games in his life. So he's made the jumbotron, <laughs> the dance camera, whatever it is. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, so I'm not saying Ferris football is better than Army Navy. So I did. Yeah, so yeah, I just had to set everybody yeah. straight because everybody was going to say, "Oh, wait a second, I thought yeah. you only watch good level football, Mike, and fucking Army Navy's better than Ferris." That was almost a. That was almost a a, a, a sub. Fuck you. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a it was a preemptive fuck you. It's like, <laughs> hey, so hey, don't call me out on that. I'll fucking set the record straight myself. All right, so yeah. All right. on to the NFL. Oh, did you have a Oh, oh yeah, right. yeah, yeah, you're right. Did you so have a... college bowls. Yeah. I thought of this because loyal listener Chuck finished episode one fifty five. He had to do it in segments, but he went to take his dog out. And he only had 15 minutes left, 1-5, of episode 155, and his walk lasts longer than 155, yeah. so finished episode 155, and he said, you know what, I'm Did going back to Did he take a pee with his dog? I, he didn't tell me that. Okay. Maybe he was too embarrassed. Yeah. He's not as open as I am. Right. But, so after 15-minute walk, he walks the dog longer than 15 minutes, he says, you know what, I'm going to go back in time, and he went to the first episode. Okay. And... By the way, he said we have gotten way better. <laughs> and, and again, like yeah. I've always said, though, if you're if you're no better after 155 times than you are on the first time, right? It's time to find another hobby right. because you really <laughs> should get better as you go. True. But and he said, and I don't even remember the first episode. Obviously, it was 155 episodes ago, and he said it was nothing but football, and we broke down. 
every bowl game, and we this was our picks, and he said it was, if that was what we'd have kept up on, we'd be one fewer listener than but we are today. But he doesn't necessarily care for the sports section anyway. Right. Yeah. But then he yeah, said yeah, that right. was all it was, that right. whatever. And so with 40 bowl games this year, I decided let's limit it. Let's not bore the listeners. And yeah. I said to you, pick a game that you have to go to and why, and you can't include the Peach or Fiesta because obviously obviously that everybody wants to go to those games. Right. All right, so here's – I had a hard time picking, but, of course, I've got my sheets, my cheat sheets here. But basically, I want to go to either – Tennessee Clemson, okay. For whatever reason, I would like to see Tennessee, you know, beat the snot out of Clemson. I don't know if they were up and coming or pretenders this year or just happened to, I don't know. Something about the Big Ten, the SEC, and the ACC. Yeah. Now, if, if I'm an ACC or an, particularly an uh, SEC fan, I probably hate Big Ten people because they whine so much about all the attention that the SEC right. people get. But. That being said, that or I, you know, I watched a couple Iowa games for whatever reason. Not the whole game, but their quarterback. I like him. I think he's going to do well in the NFL. I don't know why. I just think, and he won't start off like a firecracker, but I think he'll develop and he'll be one of those, these guys like a Jared Goff or a um, uh, who else is going to be a, kind of a late bloomer. Um, help me. No. Anyway, yeah. moving on. But I'd like to see Iowa kick the shit out of Kentucky because Kentucky really shouldn't be a football school. They can they they get all their hype from basketball. So stay out of the football uh, uh, spotlight. The other one was going to be uh, Alabama. I just think it would be kind of cool to see uh, who's Alabama. I can't even remember who Alabama's playing. I got my sheets here and I can't even find them. All right. Who are they see. playing, Mike? Let me see if I can find him, David. Um, dead air here. We'll edit yeah, this well, out. We'll edit the... this out. We're fucking a fabulous podcast. We'll edit this out. Uh, they're at Kansas State, who's the Big 12 champion. So what would happen? I don't know. I would just get a good belly laugh out of it if Kansas, Kansas State, Kansas State beat Alabama. I don't know. That would, I mean, and that would well, give all the, that would give all the, it's not going to happen. No, wait a second. I, I'm not, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's not going to happen as a fair statement. And, but see, I, and I'm not an Alabama fan. I see where you're coming from. You get a big belly laugh out of it. But, I mean, Kansas State beat TCU. TCU's playing for a national title. Right. And Kansas State fucking beat them. Right. So if Alabama loses to them, it's not like it's not like they lost. Like a big belly laugh would be if Alabama was playing Central Michigan and Central Michigan beat them thirty-four to ten. Then you could say, ha, 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 "I knew Nick Saban but, was washed up." But think about how often has Kansas State been never. in? Okay, never. Right. So I'm just saying, like I envision Alabama fans if they lost yeah. to Kansas oh, State, yeah. just going, "Oh my god!" You know, just like right. having. Like health issues because <laughs> Alabama lost to Kansas State. 
Now, and again, all right, and I, I see where you're saying, and I'm not arguing with you. Kansas I'm just State giving, could be Alabama. I'm just giving, yes, I'm just giving you the devil's advocate. <clears throat> right. I would love to be a fan, and I was in the 80s and 90s when Miami was good, but isn't it something how when you're 10-2 and two playing on a, in the uh, Sugar Bowl, it's considered a bad season. That fucking shows you how good Alabama is. It's like, well, you know, they're right. ten and two, right. you know, and I get a belly laugh if Kansas beat them. But because right. everybody, because when when you're that good, you're either a fan of them or you're on this level, and it's like I fucking want them to lose. I hate them so fucking much. I want them to lose. That's like that's the Notre Dame factor, right? I mean, and I've said this. This will probably be the ninth time I've said this in 156 episodes. College football is better when Notre Dame is a powerhouse. Sure. Because you get all the Notre Dame fans fucking running their mouths. Our team is the best. Our team is the best. Hey, we're Notre Dame. Fuck you. You're not. Right. And then you have everybody else saying, I fucking hate Notre Dame and I want them to lose. Right. And Alabama is kind of taking yeah, that torch. Yes, for sure. They've taken for that sure. torch and they've started As to has carry Clemson. It. Yeah. You know, so right. I get it. All yeah. right. The game I want to see. Uh, nowhere near the prestige level of the game you, games you mentioned, but I want to see Cincinnati Louisville. Louisville is seven and five. Cincinnati's nine and three. Louisville's a one point favorite, and it's the uh, Wasabi Fenway Bowl. Obviously, <laughs> historic Fenway Park. Seeing a college football game, I think that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. So hell yeah. And by the way, folks, bowl season. If you're going to get into your bowl mania with confidence picks. As I, because Chuck said, he said, you guys are talking about confidence picks. What, what, and I explained to him, because he's not a, you know, a gambler yeah. or whatever. And I, I said, so if you're in any confidence pools, you want to get your entries set before 1130 Friday, December 16th, because the first game is 1130. The Miami, Ohio Redhawks at the UAB Blazers, a couple of six and six powerhouses <laughs> kicking off the bowl season. <laughs> All right. So now. We're going to close segment two with the NFL. And it's funny. We recorded episode 155 on Sunday. Today is what, the 12th, 11th? We recorded the uh, pod on the 4th. Monday the 5th. Correct. Week 13 ended with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers trailing the New Orleans Saints. Oh, my God. 16 to 3. With four minutes to go, and in steps, Father Time grabbing at his <laughs> He's fucking almost horse-collaring this cat. But Tom Brady responds, down 16-3, four minutes to go, bada-bing, bada-boom. Tampa Bay wins 17-16 to close out week 13 of the NFL. I swear he does that to get himself fired up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like part of that is like, yeah, he wants to try to get his team. Well, it didn't work and... this week against San Francisco. But no. anyway, but anyway, here's a, follow me on this, Dave. Yeah. So that ended week thirteen, right? Right. Week fourteen starts on Amazon Prime. The Las Vegas Raiders at the Los Angeles Rams. The Raiders up sixteen to three. Did, did, did you hear me? 16 to 3. Four minutes left. And the GOAT part two. Baker Mayfield. 
leads the Rams to two touchdown scoring drives, the second of which was a 98-yard drive with no touchdowns in Dave and yours truly as the Rams wide receivers. And they beat the Raiders 17-16 to to start week 14. Was it deja vu? No, that's a strip club down May Road, baby. Where they're, do they still have 25 beautiful girls and three ugly ones? I have no idea. I don't know. I always <laughs> wanted the ugly one to dance for her. She worked harder. <laughs> but I tell you what, Dave, how, they, you can't script shit like that. The end of week 13, 16 to 3, four minutes to go, the team wins 17 16. Start of week, four, start of week 14, down 16 3, four minutes to go, they win 17 16. And that fucking Raider coach should be fired. Cause I, I tell you right now, record wise, no. Yeah, he's a putz. But the Raiders are way worse than the Bears. With the losses they have, I, yeah, I know a loss is a loss and wins are wins and the record, it is what it is, but it's for fuck's sakes, man. Bla- Baker Mayfield got the playbook on the plane in Ca- Carolina and learned it on the way to fucking, and they, you know, uh, Wolford, the starting quarterback, handed the ball off three times, three and out, punt, and he was yanked, and Mayfield comes in the game. Yeah. And let him do a victory. So the fucking Raiders... Yeah. yeah. Dysfunction yeah, yeah, yeah. all the way. But <clears throat> For speaking sure. of the Bears, a rare week where my oldest son, Justin's favorite team, the Cincinnati Bengals, win. My youngest son, Nick's favorite team, the Jags, law or, or won. They beat the Titans. They actually beat the shit out of the Titans. I don't understand how that happened, but I whatever. don't either. And yeah. that and and my Bears didn't lose, so all three of us had a good weekend, and that's a rarity over the yeah. last few years. Usually one of us is on the losing end. Yeah. Is that why you have the Bears uh, lava lamp <laughs> yes. going? In celebration of a non... Because the last win they had was when Liz and I celebrated our 30th wedding anniversary <laughs> in Foxborough. That's the last fucking win the Bears have had. Now, I'm going to say something, Mike, but yeah. I'm telling you what. As lava lamps go, that is the most phallic lava lamp yes. I've ever seen in my life. Well, would you expect anything <laughs> left from me? <laughs> That's true. Uh, say no more. <laughs> <laughs> Because you should, you know, and that fucker gets hot, and when it, you know when you're putting it in certain places, it's like yo, oh baby. But uh, oh my God. all right, so hey, everybody, send fucking accolades my way. Where did you fucking hear a few weeks ago that the Lions would finish nine and eight? You heard it right fucking here. You did. And now I've actually undersold because yesterday was the one game that I was iffy yeah, about. Yeah. <clears throat> And I, but Minnesota's the big, uh, and I'll get to why they're fucking fraudulent in a second. But now the Lions should win out, so the Lions should really go ten and seven. Should it, it should? But even if they don't go ten and seven, they're, I mean they're nine and eight's worst case scenario. And I fucking called it. And everybody's first to go. Oh, hey, hey, stupid! I thought you said that uh, the Washington Generals were going to cover against the Harlem Globetrotters, and they lost by 160. You're a stupid fuck. But nobody fucking gives you credit when you get a game right, do they, Dave? No. And no. I fucking called it. I looked at the schedule. It's like, all right, hey, Patty. So, and yeah. they're they're a team on the move. And for everybody that says they want a different, oh, we got to get Lam- Lamar Jackson's coming to Detroit. Lamar Jackson's. Co- what Why? is fucking Jared Goff doing wrong? Nothing. <laughs> That's right. Nothing. It's like, okay, I mean, is he Patrick Mahomes? 
No. No, who the fuck is other than Josh Allen and maybe Jalen Hurt? Right. There's nobody there. So what is Jared Goff doing wrong that the Lions need another quarterback? Right. They don't. My only critique of the Lions this past week, Big Dog, let me know what you think. The play they ran, I don't know if it was third and short or fourth. I think it was fourth, fourth and one where they ran that tackle eligible and he even said after the game, he said, I didn't even know it was a play till Thursday. <laughs> so they didn't ever even fucking worked on this play, really. Right. And they ran it. Now, that's getting a little too big for your britches because you don't get that. Yeah. You know, you're getting right, Minnesota. Right, right. I mean, Minnesota still has to score a touchdown, go get the two and tie it up and go into right. overtime. So maybe yeah. you still win. But that's a little too cutesy for my liking. Yeah, yeah. But, hey, it worked. And yeah. you're, and, hey, what a ballsy guy. What a genius. I thought about you when Minnesota went for two. With, I saw I Mike is screaming, yeah. why are you chasing points? Why are you chasing points? I don't care what your little chart says, what the metrics say. The analytics the, or anything else. Analytics is the word I'm looking for. I don't care what that says. Why in the fuck do you go for two when you can kick an extra point and be down seven? If you want to score a touchdown and go for two for the win in the final seconds, okay, hey, go for it. I, I, I support that. Right. And the, the logic is, well, because if you don't fucking make it, you can still tie them with the two-point conversion. Well, why do you want to fucking tie them with the two-point conversion? Kick your extra point, and then if you want to win it with the two-point conversion, right. I support you. If that, and if you want to exactly. tie, kick the extra point. Right. If you want to yeah. tie, you know. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, that was, and then, and then he onside kicked with 220 to go. He had one timeout and the two-minute warning. The Lions aren't going to go anything crazy Right. Fucking kick it. Kick the fucking ball deep and trust your defense. Their defense sucks. And the, the reason I say they're fucking frauds, yeah, I know Philadelphia beat the ever-loving shit out of them 41-3 to or 41-10, to whatever it was. So that's a little bit misleading. But the Vikings are 10-3, and and they have a negative point differential. That's unheard of to be 10-3 and and have a negative point differential. That's why they're frauds. They're frauds, and next week the fucking um, Jets are frauds. I, yeah, yeah, their defense is good, but they lost a key member of their defense this past week. But their offense is actually worse than the Bears. They beat the Bears by a couple scores, but the Bears didn't have fields, didn't have anybody on the team. And beating the Bears, if you're if you're measuring yourself by beating the Bears, <laughs> your standards aren't real high at this point. <laughs> so, right. you know, so the fucking Jets are frauds, and I think they play the Panthers. Uh, they end with the uh, Packers, and then there's one other. So what are they? They're, they're, there's four or five games left. Yeah. 15, 16, 17. Yeah, there's four games left. They've got the Bears, Panthers, Packers, and Jets. The Lions finish the season 10-7. and seven. Thank you very much. Fuck you all. You heard <laughs> it here first. Um, Cowboys nearly lost as a 17-point favorite. Chiefs nearly pissed the 27 nothing lead down their leg. So Yeah. Uh, oh, and then finally, before we rate this, I can't, you know, hitting parlays is a tough fucking business to be in. My last three bets, a three-leg a three leg parlay, a three-leg parlay, and a six-leg parlay. Ooh, you got balls. Six-leg parlay last night, and I'll get to that. Three-leg parlay started Thursday. I had, it was three, four, six. I had... Cam Akers, anytime touchdown, check. 
Rams over 12 and a half points. Check. Raiders over 16 and a half points. They fucking scored 16. <laughs> Second, uh, a couple nights later, I had a four-team hockey parlay. Um, straight up Kings over the Canadians, they won. I had Carolina minus the goal and a half. They won by three. I had somebody over the Red Wings. I think it was Florida by a goal and a half. They won 5-1. And I had the Maple Leafs over the Flames by a goal and a half. They won 5-4 in overtime. There's another bad beat. Last night, I had six-leg parlay. Three of which were fucking touchdown scores, which are nearly, I mean, you have almost, you know, you can be struck by lightning calling guys to score a touchdown. I had Tyreek Hill, anytime touchdown score, check. Mike Williams, anytime touchdown score, check. Austin Eckler, anytime touchdown score, check. <laughs> Uh, Los Angeles Chargers, more than 15 and a half points scored. Check. Austin Eckler, 34 and a half yards receiving. Check. Oh, my God. In the one bet of the six that I would have fucking put every fucking cent of the mortgage on, Tyreek Hill, 109 yards, 109.5 yards receiving. Over. He had fucking 83. Yeah. that You know what? Here's oh. the thing. So it's it, almost, you know what it reminds me of? You know, you're, you're talking, you, you went the first four of the boxes you had to check. And I'm thinking this reminds me of a credit card offer where on the cover it says you're going to get 5 million airline miles, 0% interest for three uh, years and blah, blah, blah. If you sign up for this credit card and they're just like sucking yeah. you in. Right. But the, the one on... Hill averages one fifteen a game. I thought that was the gimme. The three yeah. touchdowns are what makes us like ah, because well, maybe you, can't, they, for- maybe, you yeah. can't forecast a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, I guess. And then he, but and everybody's saying, well, what? Those are parlays are called sucker bets for a reason. I mean, it's hard enough to win one game, right? Right. Whether yeah. m- much less three, four, and six, but you know. The bankroll, I. The only way to make <laughs> money is roll. like, okay, so I could sit here and say, okay, I had the Chargers on the money line for five dollars. Okay. That pays seven fifty. Okay, so I won two dollars and fifty cents. Woohoo! Yippee! Yeah, feeling my, tingly. My sixteen parlay, ten paid one sixty. Yeah, it's like all right, you know. See if he ten dollar bet to win, and I was five out of you know. I mean, I might as well have been o o for six because yeah. o for six and five and one pay the same. Right, nothing. Right, but I, I I understand it's more difficult to win multiple games. Sure, but it's again I you know if my bankroll was such where I could say you know what I'm gonna bet a thousand dollars on the Lions money line. Okay, well then that would. You know, I'd get my thousand back, and then probably another nine. I would get nine hundred because the Lions were a two point favorite. The money line, you probably had to lay a buck ten. But you know, right. but I'm not betting a thousand bucks a game. No, no. I mean, you, everybody sees yeah. how upset I get when right. my fantasy team doesn't score fifty points. You know, so now you're not remembering when Colin Schramke hit that eleven. Leg parlay, I, yeah. Were you? Eleven, I don't usually do. I mean, eleven is too much. And yeah, he did hit. <laughs> he yeah, did he hit, did it, but he it's hit, like yeah, he hit like, the eleven yeah. leg parlay. And it paid like twelve hundred bucks, like twelve hundred on a three dollar bet. I think something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. 
I should try to do that more often. I mean, it's difficult, but like I said, you're you're because I can piss away three bucks. Exactly, it it gives you reason to watch the game. Because otherwise, the only way to make money is like, all right, you really do a lot of analyzing. It's like, all right, let's go back to that Penn State or Alabama Kansas State game. Right. All right, you you do all your analyzing. Let's say you know Alabama. I I don't even know who's favorite, but let's just say Kansas State's a three point favorite. I know for a fact Kansas State is not going to cover. I'm going to bet $100 on Alabama. All right. You make that bet. You win 90 bucks. Right. But you have to wager 100 to win that 90. Correct. You know, if Kansas State beats them 66 to nothing, well, you're out 100 and now you got to redeposit money. I mean, I'm not fucking Elon Musk for fuck's sakes. <laughs> so, all right. Any, you got any other uh, World Cup? Where are we at? I think we're at. Morocco advanced. I know the that. Semifinal games start tomorrow, right? There's right. A Tuesday and a Wednesday. Yep. Morocco, uh, England, France, France, uh, and somebody else. We'll yeah. look that up at the break. But who's kidding? Who? There's no fucking World Cup fans listening to this fucking pod. <laughs> All right, you're up first, Dave. All right, I'm up first. So I'm gonna go uh, as as the uh, stout goes. Especially at a 12% stout. Ooh. 3.90. All right. You and I are on the same page. Liked it a little better than you. I went 4.00. And I probably could have done that. I just, I'm, I'm always hesitant. It's, but I, I shouldn't be as hesitant as I am to go 4.0 or higher. But yeah, this is, um, this is almost knock your socks off good for a non- I don't want to say gimmick. What's the word I want to use? Like, you know, there's not peppermint in it. Oh, there's yeah, not no, a bunch yeah, of shit yeah. in it. It's, it's, a, it's a just straight a straight up, up stout. Beautiful. Where if you just want, I think this is a good Punisher beer. Punisher? Like, you know, yeah. When you're like, when you know you're not going to wind up with Lyndon Lavin <laughs> and you just like fucking just start pounding it. It's like, yeah. And then you, you and, and be, after a couple of these, you're ending up with Lyndon Lavin. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know if our uh, on tap folks are Lyndon Lavin fans, but this is God. It'd be nice to go back and see what the highest rated, not highest rated, most rated beer was, because Evil Twin Brewing in Brooklyn, New York, has to be a big boy because ninety-seven point eight thousand check-ins these folks you and i liked it you were three nine i'm four they liked it better than we did at 4.10 i ain't gonna argue with them i concur all right dave well we, we come to the my least favorite segment of the pod as the listeners know because it's the last one <laughs> man the pod's almost in, buddy. Quit crying, you pussy. Yeah, I know. I'll All get right. over it. But hey, because we have one more to drink, so that, yeah. that should be an uplifting yeah. moment, right? No, I like this because sometimes, you know, it's a little random and, and things yep. can take a good turn or a bad turn or whatever. And we were all over the board tonight. We started out with a West Coast IPA. We went to an Imperial Stout. And now we're finishing with a Fruited Sour. Uh, episode Low, 5.5 ABV. Episode low, zero, or N-A, IBUs. And it's watercolors, 
Christmas cream. And we're going to see if we can taste all these because it's allegedly a cherry, tangerine, pomegranate, gingerbread, and marshmallow cream and it's a yeah i don't yeah it's like i don't know i first time i read the can i felt a, i felt a little dirty yeah i don't know yeah, 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 yeah. i think the gingerbread and marshmallow were added because i think the cherry tangerine and pomegranate are another one but they consider this their christmas version okay so they threw a little gingerbread and marshmallow into absolutely the all right so Oh, it looks it looks like a smoothie you'd get at Tropical Smoothie though. Kind of does, yeah, doesn't it? Maybe maybe a smidge darker. <laughs> wow. Oh, she's blending nicely though. Yeah, right. Cheers. Cheers. I'm a lot of brew dog. You're out of the Austin Brothers. Oh. Yeah. Smells delicious. Smells Smell re smells refreshing, especially coming off of what we just had. And it it actually smells sour. Yes. I can. Probably one of the, oh. probably from from one of the Oozel Finches till now. It probably like one of the most sour smelling. What do you think? It's nowhere near as sour as the Oozel Finch, but pleasantly smooth. But you get the sour on the pleasantly smooth. Correct? Yeah. Right. No, it's actually delicious. That it actually almost has more of a instead of a fruited sour more of like almost like like a strawberry milkshake it's hard taste to it again this is one of these sours that it's hard to define this as a beer you know right, what I mean? well it's a fruit i mean it's actually classified as a fruited sour so but isn't a but it but isn't a sour a a, a category of a beer or no is it a put, wine? Is it I a liquor? Is it a fruit and sour category? So it, that's my question now. This is a question for um, the folks at Cass City or Cass River uh, Brewing Club or Midland or any of the and other I, brewing actually, clubs that. Tommy and Nate had this discussion on spilling the nachos. You know, because Tommy's not an IPA guy. Okay. He doesn't like them. Right. He'll try them, but it's like, yeah, I'm not, it's not really for him. I think Tommy would like this. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, you know, gun to the head, letter of the law, this probably isn't a beer. I mean, it's it's actually billed as a fruited sour. So a fruited sour is not really a beer, I don't think, but I'm not yeah. a beer expert. I just do a podcast to get fucked up and talk shit. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> but I, that would be interesting because that, you know what I mean? Well, anyway, it'd be fun to play the Corrections Corner theme song if we're wrong, but. But now, see, the way I look at our, our podcast, we're, at, we're, we're closing out. We're at the very, very cusp of closing out three seasons. And, okay, if you tell me it's not a beer, Okay, fine. It's not a beer. It's a fruit of sour, but it has a good taste to it. And after enough of them, I think, you know. Oh. It, because especially when we started it with uh, Gumbaroo, even more Jesus, and then finished with it. I mean, this is almost like we're drinking a sparkling water 
compared to the first two. Well, I mean, this sparkling is water smooth. with it's pretty thick. It's almost like I said. I mean, this has got a lot of fruit in it. it. Is I mean, this stuff will clean your colon out quicker than one of them burritos with extra guacamole sauce. Yes, and there we go. Yeah. Hey, you got to close out season three with a major pain reference. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. But yeah, so I mean, all right, so there, there's the debate. And Tommy, I'll try to follow up and get you the answer between now and then about is a fruited sour a beer or is a beer and a fruited sour two different things? Oh, Uh-oh. Jesus. I thought I was only going to get away with no, one. No, this one. But all right. I'll show you the fucking brilliance of this podcast here when everything ties together here. All right. So. In Nat King Cole's The Christmas Song. Mm-hmm. Let me get to my notes. Let me get to my notes. I don't want to right. fuck everything up. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What, when he's, according to Nat King Cole, and again, uh, Nat King Cole's the version that I like. The Carpenters did it. And I'm sure any act that is successful that embarked into Christmas music yep. also did this song, but I, I go with the Nat King Cole yep. and the words are the same, but right. what is his age range of a kid? Oh, shit. Um, I know the big dog from spilling nachos. It's just fucking screaming at his radio <laughs> right now. Um, Cause you wouldn't guess it. I'm a Christmas guy. Christmas is my favorite season. All I right. don't necessarily like the field that I'm in during the Christmas season, but I love Christmas. The big dog it's is actually, probably more Christmas than I am, it's, it's, and you would never, ever guess it. Yeah. It's pretty sad that I'm not getting it because I know very when, sad, really. when, it, yeah, when I hear this, I try to sing it, you know, especially if I'm by myself or in the car or something like that. You know, like a lot of people, you know, you look over and you see they're trying to sing the song that's in the car yeah. and you laugh at them because they look ridiculous. Um, 92 is the top end. No? Shit, you're looking at me. <laughs> uh, and so I'm offering this simple, simple phrase. phrase. Two kids from one to ninety-two. Boom! There we go. So, according, so, so it's, it's been said many times, many ways. Merry Christmas! All right, yeah. So from one, so according, to, apparently according to the Christmas song, you're a yeah. kid if you're one to ninety-two. Right. You're older than ninety-two. You're no longer a fucking kid. Yeah, if you're ninety-three, Fuck you, you're, you're out. Done. You know, you know, fuck you. You're dead to me. <laughs> and if you if you if you haven't got your first birthday, you you don't yeah. even count. So yeah, when grandpa and grandma get to ninety three, you're like, get the fuck out of the room because Nat says you're not a kid. All right. Yeah. All right. So now, herein lies the brilliance of this pod. Dave. Yes. I just tried to stump you. Yep. You got it with a, a little a, time. a little nudge, a little, little time. a little push you off the diving board. Yep, you did. You got it. Yep. But here's the brilliance of this pot. So I asked you a question of Stump Dave about a Christmas song. Correct. So now I remember my mom, she mentioned to me, all right, what about um, a Mount Rushmore? So this would have been probably just before she died. She died July 25th. So this would have been like 
May, June, early July, where she said, why don't you do a Mount Rushmore of Christmas songs? Do a non-secular and secular. And I'm like, I don't really, really know what secular means. <laughs> so, yeah. What does secular mean, Mom? Secular is the religious, right? Huh? Secular is yeah. religious. Well, you would do like, yeah, you would you would pigeonhole it to right. a religion. All right, so, yeah. But because I, I, I reached out to our listening audience, you know, and I want to, you know, I just want to give the Jamies and the Aarons something to bitch about where it's just too difficult to narrow it down. I'm, I'm going to take my mom's lead and go, what is your Mount Rushmore of Christmas songs? But I'm not going to go secular, non-secular. I'm just going to yeah, hit it on the table. Boom. Right. What are your Mount Rushmore of Christmas songs? And see how I did that? Because I gave you a Christmas song on your yeah. stump day. Yeah, I see and that. And we go I right into that. a Mount Rushmore. Oh, my God. This, that, this is why we make six figures in advertising dollars, Dave. Right. It's fucking the brilliance right. that we do. Here. I agree. Yeah. All right. So my number four is, and you don't have to give the artist, because, again, if you're an artist of any stature, you also have Christmas songs. But if you want to give the artist, you're feel feel free to do it. My number four is Bing Crosby's White Christmas. I'm dreaming of a white <laughs> Christmas. Yeah. So okay. and now again, now I mean, I'm sure Kid Rock's done a white Christmas, and I'm yeah. sure uh, Blake Shelton's done a white right. Christmas. But anyway, so right. White Christmas number four. Okay, so my number four actually is Bing Crosby's. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Okay. Yeah. Yep, that's it. All right, my number three. Santa Claus is coming to town. He knows when you are sleeping. That I, 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 yeah. don't, I, I don't give a flying a frog's fat ass who sings it. I like Santa Claus is coming to town. All right. My number three is Frosty the Snowman. Oh, God. Yeah, that's, all, that's almost a fucking Lou Whitaker type, but I'm I'm not gonna fight you like I did on Lou Whitaker. It's like, but that he fucking melts in the spring. It's I don't even consider that a Christmas. That's that's the the new people's Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Frosted the Snowman is not a Christmas song, but hey, I'm ha- we're on a different recording night, Dave. I'm not even going to argue with you. Your number three is Frosty the Snowman. I'm going to go with it. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. I appreciate that. All right. My number two is I don't necessarily need Ben Crosby, but I really like the message. Um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny. And and now in, in our woke age that we say, oh, Rudolph is about bullying. It's like, oh, fuck you. Rudolph, <laughs> Rudolph was a loser. But he came through in the clutch, and people accepted him. That is what we call life, right? You yeah. know, say so it ain't fucking bullying. I don't give a fuck if they bullied him because oh yeah, Jesus Christ, you can't play the you can't play our reindeer game. And and I know three and two are kind of corny, but if you go back to your youth, those fucking animated. You know, he, I, Mr. He, he those my, fucking, yeah. those, the Rudolphs, the Santa, those are the greatest things on the planet. My number two, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. 
right. I am going to go with... This is hard. I mean, it is That's hard. That's what she said. <laughs> Thank you. Never can you mention that's what she said in a Christmas spirit like that. So you think that's what Mary said? <laughs> Maybe. Oh shit! Jo- Joseph was saying, "What is?" I don't have this. I had it in my head earlier because I didn't think I needed to write it down. But D- Bing Crosby did a duet with pop star, British pop star. Come on, help me. Bing Crosby? Yeah. Baby, it's cold outside? No, shit. Come on, Mike. It... Mm. We don't even know who sings. What's the song? <sighs> David Bowie. The one with David Bowie. Oh, Little Drummer Boy. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I, I have thought that was it, but I didn't. <laughs> All, right. All right. That's an excellent selection. I mean,. But I mean, there's yeah. a religious. I mean, it's oh, actually I, no, I a it. Christmas song. Yeah. It doesn't have anything to do with Frosty the Snowman or or, right. or, or Santa Claus or anything I like, like the that. Sound your build up to it was kind of fucked up. It was. It was. It was terrible. <laughs> but it was yeah, terrible. I, uh, Come, they told me, pa pum pum. Oh yeah, that's that's a classic fucking Christmas. I mean that one's really. I mean that one really. And like, I love it. Gets Jen, like Jen and I always laughed at that when the old little drum boy they fucking painted that smile on his face. <laughs> that fucking little kid was madder than a fucking caged coon. <laughs> he was so fucking pissed. And they, hey, don't blame him. They fucking burned his fucking village down. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But he saw y'all. But, but yeah, the little drum boy. All right, and, and my number one Christmas song without question. Away in the manger, no crib for a bed. Bed, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That's my favorite. Did you forget that? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I just drew a blank. That is my favorite Christmas song. And the ones, the, the two that I will not, if, if anybody, anybody puts on our Facebook page, I mean, we'll have to block them, you know, and we may cut our listenership in half. I don't know, Dave, but, you know, when you, you know, grandma got run over by a reindeer and uh, Nestor, the long-eared donkey or whatever it's called. Those are what horrible cr- Christmas songs. Yeah. I hate them. Yeah. Again. I, I, this is a, like, if you would have not even like, um, what did you say? Like you were going to categorize this as, um, secular, non-secular. secular, non-secular, but even like genre, non-genre. Cause you know, Bing Crosby's got a really fun one that I really, really enjoy every time it comes on and I can't help but sing it is Melikalikimaka. Melikalikimaka right. is that's, the yeah, thing that's... to say as the why. Anyway, um, but I would probably, hmm, like in church, Christmas Eve, right? Silent Night, kind of moves me yeah, a lot. That actually, I my number one was Silent Night or Away in the Manger, right? And you might say, well, how did you knock one of them out? But I like the other three, and I like where yeah. it's stationed them, right? Silent Nights. A, so I'll go with Silent Night, but if you talk about pop songs, Christmas pop songs, what would be the number one? Even if you don't like her, what would be the number one? Do, 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 do. Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas. All right. Yep. That's pretty much, I know it's 
you know, it's almost status quo, apropos, whatever, but it's a damn good song. And that's oh, why it's sure. every year in, year in and year out, my Mariah Carey almost is like off the pop charts, except when it comes to the holidays. Right. So yeah. now are you going Silent Night? Silent one? Night is my number one. Right. Yeah. And my honorable mention in this one, it, it has to depend on who is singing it. And I don't know who sings it because everybody sings it, but it's got to be the delivery. It's got to be the pace. It's got to be the tempo. As on the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. me. If it's clunky, I don't like it. Yeah. But if you fucking bring it, yeah, I'm going with it. Right. But that's my honorable mention, the 12 right. Days of Christmas. I'll buy that. I like that honorable mention. So, yeah. And it's a partridge. In a pear tree. Yeah. Why? What other bird did you think it was? I just want to know if you were paying attention to the lyrics of the song. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm paying attention. All right, David. Yes, sir. So, there we go. There's our Mount Rushmore. I'll point, I'll post that. We might get a little better feedback because that's real simple typing, real simple. I like this Christmas song. Right. You know, so... All right, my fuck you had none until Saturday when Liz and I went out with Grandma and Grandpa Blackhawk. I get G's Pizzeria isn't Applebee's, it's not Chili's, it's not Buffalo Wild Wings. There's one on Bay Road, and I think there's one, I think there's a couple like north, you know, maybe. Yeah, there is. Yeah, so there's. I think there might be one in Grayling. Yeah, yeah. something. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's not a, a major chain, but they have a couple locations. So I get they're not as big, and we've been going there a long time. Excellent, excellent beer selection. Uh, last Saturday was the first time I I think it may be the first time I've never got a pizza or pizza related item, and I got a burger. Just felt like a burger. And, hey, if you get a burger at a pizza joint, you get what you get. And I was pleasantly happy with it. I, everything was perfect. Waitress was great. Everything was perfect with G's Pizzeria. The fuck you is that now there's a surcharge for paying with credit and or debit card. What? Yeah. It's just like, it, that's what I'm saying. It's like, fuck you. What? Yeah. It, so, uh, I think it was 5%, whatever. So... Five percent or, or whatever. I mean, it was like a dollar sixty-one, but I had like two beers, a burger, oh. and Liz had her salad. So it was probably five percent. It was a five percent service fee for using a credit or debit. We use debit, which a debit comes out quicker than the credit. Correct. You know, kind of like my sex life. I mean, I'm the debit <laughs> card of the, the the payment plan. I come quicker. You know, so and it's like. That really? was just like who fucking carries eighty dollars in cash anymore? Yeah, well, it was less than five percent if it was that much. But anyway, right, that's so besides the, yeah, that's exactly. besides the point. That's besides the point. And by the way, I have to mention that was disturbing yet genius what you just did right there with the whole like you're the debit card of. <laughs> I know okay. it was, but I, I right. you know, so anyway. Hey, that's why they. That's why I get a <laughs> fucking six figure salary from this podcast. All right. So. I don't remember seeing that at Cody's. It just or- fucking started. 
that geez, it just started because the last time we were there, there was no charge okay. for it. Well, whoever owns G's is losing at the track or something like that, and they need to make up. I have not heard of that in in social media, regular media, any kind of media. Like I, that has not been brought to my attention that there's some surcharge for using a credit or a debit card as opposed to cash. I mean, they. I'm believe you. Yeah. They're doing it at G's, and that's up to the that's up to right. the shop owner what they want to do. Cause you've walked into like a convenience store and they said, yeah. you have to buy $5 worth of stuff in order to use right. a card so they can cover right. the cost that they pay. Right. Yeah. So and we bought $5 worth of stuff there. They must be losing money or something. If they're it, imposing it, that. And that's what I say. It's bullshit. It's like, if, if we went in there and said, um, yeah, I would like a large Mountain Dew, please. Really parched and, walking i'm really parched can i get a mountain dew you throw it on a credit card and there's a fee all right so be it yeah whatever but come on <laughs> it's like you know i mean you had an 80 dollar bill yeah yeah <laughs> why are you charging yeah, yeah. somebody two bucks that's what i mean it's a, <laughs> and that's you know yeah exactly so yeah. i i just trivial yeah, perhaps. I mean, I'm not, you know, we paid it. We didn't, you know, put up a sting. But it's like, are you fucking kidding me? And I and I know, geez, again, you know, they're trying to make ends meet, you know, whatever. You know, you can't find anybody to fucking work. Everybody who fucking gets a job quits a job because, pre, you know, when COVID first started, we the government just paid everybody not to work. So who fucking wants well, to Well, that work? can't be happening now, though. I mean, people have to be. Oh, that's still happening. You know, I mean, it's you know. happening, but like people can't be using the excuse like, "Oh, I'm going to get a stimulus check here pretty soon, aren't I?" Right, exactly. But anyway, so that—that's my fuck you. It's like, are you kidding me? Especially, especially the debit card one is like, and I pay for everything on a credit card. My Discover card is almost like an American Express because, you know, I buy this, I buy this, I buy this. Statement comes, pay it off, boom. And then yeah. I buy this, I buy this, I buy this, pay it off. So my Discover is essentially my American Express. Right. And allegedly, I don't know the intricacies of owning a business and having people pay with cash, credit, debit. The, but all I've ever known is like a debit card is actually quicker because they get their money quicker. That's yeah, it's your it's like, money as opposed it, to borrowing right. it from the bank and, that and has then, the credit card. But, yeah. the, you know, uh, every, you know, both... Grandma and Grandpa Blackhawk and Liz and I got charged the same fee for using cars. And it's like, come on, are you fucking kidding me? So why would you want to go back there? Because like I said, who fucking... I mean, even like... Uh, you, do you think Elon Musk carries cash with him? What would <laughs> Elon Musk need fucking cash for? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, who I'm fucking sure, carries cash? I'm sure somebody within Elon Musk's... Um, entourage. Entourage, thank you. Um you know, pays for all of his shit for him, but whatever. Right, but it's yeah. still probably not with cash. Yeah. He just throws that fucking American yeah, Express Yeah, he's probably calling down. bullshit, too. He's like, hey, I got to get to Mars. You think I can get to Mars by paying all this extra stuff? Jesus. All right, but anyway, that's my fuck you. All right. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I could, I could probably have a lot of them, but all of them are out of my control and whatever. So you're good. Yeah. All right. Random question. Yes, sir. And I think we've touched on this earlier. Hey, fuck, we're closing out season three. If you don't expect any repetitiveness, then you're a fucking moron. 
but I don't think we've ever had a random question. My random question tonight is your favorite childhood memory. And I'm going to go first. The one that always sticks out to me is Sunday before football started. My dad and I would go in the backyard of 2306 North Clinton. We had the Nerf football. He would, we'd pick two teams. It would be like, all right, the St. Louis Cardinals. And no, I didn't stutter. It was the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs. And I was the receiver. I would be to either his, my dad's left or right. I'd run a pattern. He'd throw the ball, catch it, and we'd play a game that way. And I remember one game where it was the Vikings versus somebody, and I wanted the Vikings to win. I was the receiver for the other team. Can't remember what the other team was. And I kind of like bobbled it intentionally, and but as I somehow tripped in the backyard, and the ball landed like kind of like, yeah, in your shoulder. And again, it was yeah. a catch. Yeah. And he, he called me out on that. He's like, yeah, what a catch. And he's like, even though you tried to drop it, it was what a catch. And so-and-so team won. Like, ah, what a... So that's my favorite childhood memory. I think, honestly, the memory that I have the most, I'm going to say it's my favorite. There's a lot of them. But the one I keep going back the most, and I don't know why, and it's kind of different than yours, a little bit weird is that when I would go to play at my friends, we had a huge neighborhood, okay? Um, it's called Blyfield Acres, and, you know, technically it's Rockford, Michigan, but it's, like, on the border of Rockford and Grand Rapids and whatever. Huge neighborhood. And so I don't – my favorite memory is pushing the envelope on when I was supposed to be home and every time, whether I had to run home or whether I had to ride my bike, my legs were burning. I mean, burning because I would wait until the very, 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 very last second. But I knew my I knew my ass was grass if I was going to be late. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was hauling ass, trying to get home, you know, as close to on time as possible or within sixty seconds, so that I wouldn't get in trouble. And so I think part of that was I did that so often. That's probably what helped me be able to do the things I was able to do as an athlete. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just from time in time out, you know, as a, as a, you know, elementary school kid all the way up, you know, probably into middle school, you know, it just like every time I got home, it was just like, I had this, I had to freaking sit down. Cause I mean, or walk around still because my legs were burning. Right. Yeah. I oh, push the elbow. Yeah. Push yourself. Oh, yeah. And I just yeah. that that's a just a reoccurring memory. I mean, I'm sure if I you know if I sit long enough and think hard enough, there's a lot of really like heartfelt, almost tear jerking memories that I can think of. But for some reason, that's the one that I keep going back to. Oh yeah, I mean, it's pretty yeah, benign yeah, and if, stupid. If, but if you, yeah, if you search every memory, like you know, hey. Yeah. Who can re- who can forget the old abracadabra? Yeah. I mean, loyal listeners will know where I'm going with that. Because, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I yeah. It, yeah. That's that's the random question. That's the beauty of the random question. Is like, oh, you know, hey, the one time I won the lotto, 
But there was that one time I slept with Cindy Crawford. So what is my fondest memory? It's like, okay. So that's the yeah. beauty of the yeah. random question. There's no like right answer or wrong and answer. And I guess the bigger the bigger part of that is that I had a neighborhood. I had a lot of friends and, you know, we'd go over and play, you know, football over at this kid's house or go over and do it this at this kid's house. Or, you know, we had a big field in the middle of the neighborhood that we would, you know, ride our so-called almost BMX bikes, right. you know, that we would, you know, and, and try to jump them yeah. and do all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, that's probably the bigger picture of what I guess I, I'm talking about. If well, I were to psycho, I if I, I were no, to I psychoanalyze I, myself. Yeah, I got you 100%. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm struggling with my rating here because. Oh, this one? Yep. Yeah. Because it's like, all right, do I rate it on. As I used to do, my favorite of the night, or like around episode 80-ish, you said I kind of try to rate it against others of the same quantity. So, it although it could be, and I'm going to go by that ranking system, Dave. All right. Although this could be my favorite of the night, I am going to go three nine five oh wow because i think we've had one or two other sours minimum yep that were better than this yep. mainly from oozle fetch right but this was fantastic and i actually did like it better than even more jesus which i rated a four but that was based on the imperial stout category right so i've already got mine written down 390. Right, 390 so for the exact same reason. I mean, I, 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 some of the oozel finches were like excessively sour, which right. you appreciated yeah. and liked, and I didn't quite like, but this is not that. No, no. And it's, no, it's not. But it just seems like we've had some that fall into this category that are not excessively sour, but had that extra little whatever it was that kind of took it more towards the four point or higher range. Exactly. Yeah. So, all right, make a mental note or write it down or I'll write it down or I'll make a mental note. Yep. Our assignment to start season four is, is a fruited sour, a beer. All right. We, we do have to, because I mean, we, we've done enough, IPAs, stouts, and shit. We we do have to incorporate. I mean, you know, when you get into seltzers, wines, whiskeys, yeah, and whatnot, that's totally different. I think fruited sours are in along the same vein, whatever. But right, all right, Dave. Well, anyway, one fifty six, the end of three fantastic, wonderful seasons. As I look down at the bottom of my glass. I can see I'm out of beer. And as the late, great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here.